0: Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick,
1: co host Catherine Brandt,
0: and Andy Brent Bernard. We'll kick it off. Christian Barth, our special guest, coming up the Garden State Parkway Murders, a Cold Case Mystery. Christian with us right after this with the family. Tom here from my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. And get Walzer care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw Sean Bryant. So, what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We
2: talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that you know adjusters would call them up and
0: ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this out of the other thing. Oh, Alex is all whipped up because it's Earth Day.
1: Yeah, She's Earth been
0: posting Day. up a storm. Has she? Uh, indeed. Uh, is Christian Barth ready to go? Yep. Christian Barth, ladies and gentlemen, the book, The Garden State Parkway Murders, A Cold Case Mystery. Christian, how are you?
3: Great. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly, greatly appreciate it.
0: Oh, it's great having you on, as a matter of fact. And, and every, does everybody in the world, when they hear The Garden State Parkway Murders, go, Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I get, you
3: know, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, since the book has been published in January, I've gotten a lot of uh, Facebook group sort of messages saying, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. They really, really do. It's one of those cases which is, has stuck with people of a certain generation. I, the,
4: I said it as soon as I heard it.
0: Yeah, he's First thing he I said, did. I remember that. Mm-hmm. It was, what, 1970, wasn't it, though?
3: 19 May, uh, May 30th, 1969 uh, is when it happened. Susan Davis and Elizabeth Perry were college friends uh, from Monticello College in Illinois, a two-year girls' school that is no longer in existence. Uh, they took a trip to the Jersey Shore um, to spend three days at a town called Ocean City mm-hmm. uh, along the beach, and they stayed there. Actually, Susan was from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and... Elizabeth Perry was from up in your neck of the woods, in, from Excelsior, Minnesota, yeah. uh, a real affluent town, I guess, from the shores of Lake Minnetonka. Um, so they drove down there, and they stayed at a boarding house on 9th Street, um, and they left three days later on, I think it was a Friday, May 30th, 1969, which back then, I guess, Memorial Day was on a Friday. Um, it didn't become a Monday officially until a couple years later. Really? They were there. They left four thirty early in the morning in Susan's uh, light blue Chevrolet convertible Impala, drove off about a mile away over the bridge to a town called Summers Point, a raucous sort of college town, as opposed to Ocean City, which is dry and still is to this day. Um, they went and ate the diner, the Summers Point diner. Um, we're last seen leaving the diner at about six thirty. thereabouts, left. Uh, It was daylight because the sunrise was at 5.30 that morning. They left Susan's car, went around the circle, and um, their car was found two miles away by a detective with the— not a detective, I'm sorry, a trooper with the New Jersey State Police. It was parked in the road and just abandoned, seemingly, and the car was towed. And a search began a couple days later, and sadly, the bodies of both girls were found stabbed to death— about 200 feet in from where their car was and, and the trooper never saw it
0: Christian how long did it take you to research
4: all, all of this for the book
3: uh, years about nine nine, about nine years I
4: think I, I, I narrowed it down to and what made you start doing that
3: <laughs> uh, it's strange it was it was it began as a childhood memory uh, uh-huh. when I was at 12 or 13 you know we as a boy we used to go down to the Jersey Shore, to a town called Stone Harbor and on the way back from there, to get there, you'd always go uh, via the Garden State Parkway, and I remember on one of those trips, my mother leaning into my father and saying, you know, they never found out who killed those girls, did they? I grew up in the suburbs of Philadelphia, so there were no woods, um, and I remember being fascinated by that connection to this rural side of the road in New Jersey and these murders, and... It wasn't until about the early 1990s when there was an article that had been written in Philadelphia Inquirer indicating by a guy named, um, the writer was Larry Lewis, and he wrote an article saying that Richard Larson, author of The Deliberate Stranger, uh, one of the two seminal books about Ted Bundy, um, said that Bundy, he concluded that Bundy had murdered these two girls. Really? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
4: So we have, we have kind of the same story. I lived in Philadelphia, and I had my, my family had a house in Wildwood, New Jersey, and okay. I was a kid at the same time. I remember my parents talking about the two girls. So it's oh, okay. very close to the same. Yeah. Uh,
3: so that's, that, that's how it first started. It went from there. I, I uh, wrote a book called The Origins of Infamy, uh, published in 2009, which is a fictionalization of the case told entirely from Bundy's viewpoint. And I decided that around 2010, I had all this research that I had done. Uh, I might also make a book of it. And that's when I began the nonfiction project that became, became, excuse me, the Garden State Parkway Murders.
1: Was there any other um, murders that didn't relate to Bundy? I mean, that were like these? Was there another possibility of another serial killer?
2: Well, it's
3: interesting. Uh, In Wildwood... A year later, in 1970, a woman named Carol Hill was found underneath the boardwalk um, at an amusement pier, and she had been murdered, um, strangled to death with an electrical wire and sand stuffed in her mouth. And one of the holdbacks that I found about that case was that a bow had been tied around her private area. Um, with Susan and Elizabeth's, the holdback, which is also known as a control, that's what the state police don't tell, um, the uh, reporters and so forth, in an effort to sort of dissuade um, mentally unbalanced confession makers and so forth, oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. they found that the girl, one of the girls had a, her own bra uh, tied into her hair. So when you see those things, you, you see 1970 and 1969, shore towns, you, you tend to think there may have been a serial killer involved. Um, But I was never, at least until now, able to definitively um, conclude that there was one. I've certainly put forth all the evidence that it could be. And certainly, when you have these things like a bra tied into someone's hair, something that's not necessary for the murder itself, uh, serial killers will often use that um, as a signature um, to let everyone know that that it's theirs. Um, so that would suggest that it was a serial killer, but there's a lot of other parts about the case that would suggest it's not, namely that it was done at, you know, in, in somewhat daylight, 6.15 in the morning, uh, near a busy highway and, and so close to the highway.
1: Yeah, that's like pretty crazy that they both, could get them both out of a car and, and stab
4: them to death. They're both, to this day, pretty safe places. I mean, Wildwood's one of the safest places I've ever been. You yeah. can still let a little kid go at, at 10 in the morning and so say, meet us back here at 6 at night, and that kid's pretty good on the boardwalk and the amusement parks.
3: Well, what was, it was interesting is that, you know, that that whole era of uh, the late 60s, early 70s, I think 1974 was was considered a seminal year for serial murderers. They were really able to because you had the, you were just in the aftermath of, of the free love movement, um, which, you know, depending on, it was 1967, but by 1969 after the Manson murders, people began to understand the dangerousness of the time period as well. And that's when the anti hitchhiking movement started as well. Oh, yeah. people, people were still doing it, um, but you had a lot of. Uh, You know, people, you had Vietnam vets coming back, you had a lot of drug influences, you had a lot of hippies, but then you had a lot of straight people as well. And with the, combine that with the welcoming atmosphere of society at that time, a lot of these guys like Bundy were able to sort of infiltrate all strata of society, making it easier for them to get away with stuff. And of course, we didn't have the cell phone technology, the cameras at every restaurant like we do today.
0: Yeah. That's no, very true. Uh, nine years on the job, Christian, uh, you obviously had to study people like Ted Bundy and Gerald Eugene Stano, yeah. whose name was also mentioned, yeah. Is that a, that's, gotta be a, that, that's gotta be a job that wears on you, reading about why a person would do this in the first place. What was their motivation? I mean, you had to study all that, did so did it take a toll on you over the, over the nine years?
3: No, it didn't take a toll. Uh, obviously, we know I work uh, on the side <laughs> as right. an attorney, so it, it it didn't take a toll. I, it, the thing that made it go so long, every time I was about to wrap it up, I'd found out another fascinating development. Like for example, when the first uh, five days into the case, the police were everywhere, interviewing everybody in Summers Point, Ocean City, where the girls had stayed, and. Five days into it, they got a tip from the Philadelphia Police Department that that they had overheard a kid talking or someone had called to say they'd overheard a kid talking that um, they'd been down there and he knew who murdered the girls and they picked the guy up and questioned him and he gave what they characterized as fuzzy answers to a lie detector test. Mm. So the New Jersey State Police were called in; they're the ones who had jurisdiction and they really grilled the guy all night and never could get a confession out of him and he was ultimately free to leave. Um, They called him an 18-year-old hippie type. In the papers at the time, They didn't mention his name. Through happenstance, I learned who his name was. It was a guy named Mark Thomas. And Mark had a really interesting life. After he was released, I shouldn't say released because he was never arrested, Um, he was always a person of interest. He went to Vietnam, not Vietnam, I'm sorry. He went to boot camp in, in North Carolina in Fort Bragg. Um, and he went AWOL, came back to the States, and he began to be very involved in the white supremacist movement. Um, he founded, a, uh, not founded, but he stayed at a, at a house, a farmhouse in eastern Pennsylvania and began to attract national attention when he'd had these white supremacist parties. He then, uh, became more and more of a national name for himself, he was head of the Pennsylvania Klan and the national chaplain of the Ku Klux Klan, and he formed, uh, or was at least associated with a group of bank robbers, in the Midwest, who would call themselves the Aryan Republican Army? They robbed a bunch of banks and then funneled the proceeds back to Mark. And ultimately, Mark went to jail for eight years on a bank robbery, um, I guess plea, along with these other guys. And the police in Philadelphia raided his house, so he had this going on. And it had fascinated me while I'm researching this guy that no one drew the connection to an alleged uh, connection to the Parkway murders. All these press conferences he had, one of the girls, I guess Gabby Carteris, who's now head of SAG, uh, interviewed him in 1993. Uh, and she actually, for some documentary, she had guns drawn on her by a lot of these guys and said, Jeez. You know, you're a Jew. I could kill you right now, turn you into a pile of ashes. And it uh. amazed me that he would willingly thrust himself in this, this limelight when he had this other thing in the shadows in his past.
0: You know, you gave my wife a nice laugh because my first two <laughs> names are Thomas Mark, Uh-oh. and when the, back in the old days when I used to fill in on other radio stations, I would use the name Mark Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops! I guess I should have paid closer attention, Christian. Yeah. Um, do you have an understanding, or is there an understanding of what drives people like Gerald and Ted and Mark? And is, is there one common thing? Is it a, is it mom and dad were mean to me? I mean, what is it? Any of that?
3: it's not i, I was well, one of the things that, that fascinated me about a lot of these recent serial killer documentaries with ted bundy is one of the you know, everyone always loves to say all the alleged experts that he was abused as a child and they said well he was either abused or he's witnessed to a lot of the abuse at the hands of his grandfather samuel Cowell. um i researched samuel Cowell up and down and dr dorothy lewis um, was a psychiatrist who made a series of remarks that were republished in um, Ann Rule's book, The Stranger Beside Me, and Dorothy Lewis said that she'd interviewed a couple of Ted's aunts who said that, um, you know, Samuel Cowell used to swing cats by the tails. He was an alcoholic, throw people down the stairs, and I found an entirely different narrative of him, that he was a teetoler, um, uh, really? was a church deacon, and, and all these things. And, and absolutely, I, I interviewed two of Ted Bundy's... Um, relatives, both who um, vouched for him and said everything that was written about him thus far has been untrue. So uh, huh. I don't think that there is, you know, I think it's a bad gene uh, is ultimately what it comes down to. Really? Now, in the case of Gerald Stano, Gerald was, and this guy, I have to backtrack a little bit because it goes to sort of the six degrees of serial killers and, and the Garden State Parkway murders. Gerald lived one mile from Mark Thomas in 1969, oh, and according oh, to two police detectives from Pennsylvania I spoke with, they knew each other. And not only that, but Gerald Stano's uh, younger brother, Roger, was in fact a person of interest in the murders and was friends with Mark Thomas and down there at the time. And Gerald, of course, uh, murdered 33 women in Florida and lived for a time next to none other than serial killer Ted Bundy, uh, <laughs> who again- is pretty impl- himself.
1: Oh, So oh, weird.
3: Yeah. So um, I guess, I mean, so in the case of Gerald, I would think, yeah, there was, he was abused as a child, terribly abused. In fact, he was adopted and they warned him, um, the, the adoption agency of the parents, don't, don't, you really don't want to have this kid. He's got too bad of a past, but they wound up doing it and it really did backfire on him because he was a juvenile delinquent as well as his younger brother who's, who's since passed on.
0: What a story! Unbelievable. The Garden State Parkway murders—a cold case mystery. Christian Barth—it's B-A-R-T-H. Christian, B-A-R-T-H. Right. great guest. We appreciate com- uh, you coming on today. Thank you. Not a problem. I appreciate you having me. I uh, hope we talk again soon. Love, okay. love the story. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Right, bye, bye. Christian Barth, ladies and gentlemen, isn't that amazing? So they live next door to us. Hey, That's uh, pretty weird. I like to That's buy a house so next to us. That's weird.
4: And then, then lived next door in Florida. They were fr- childhood mm-hmm. friends, and then the other two have lived. That was pretty yeah. is that's pretty weird. Bund- is Bundy still alive? No, no they executed dead. him. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
5: That's how you get theories like the whole MK Ultra thing.
4: That's, I think just some people were wackos.
5: Well, yeah, there's no definitely. rhyme or reason to it. Um,
4: what's MK Ultra?
5: Uh, it's a theory that the CIA created the the serial killers using like LSD and uh, oh, yeah. mind control uh, tactics to wow. see if they could create people who like you know you make them hear a certain tone and then they just go nuts. Well, I think and kill they, they probably
4: did experiment with that in military form well that's I mean, the idea yeah they used, they used crystal methamphetamine in the yep. military all the time. Oh Hitler's
5: the, army was always high on meth. Yeah. Ours
4: was too the, Anybody that fought in World war too, that flew a long distance, did nothing. That's the
5: the airmen you always no were on. You, yeah,
4: really, you had to stay awake for twenty hours yeah. and fly an airplane across yeah, there was the ocean. No, there was no <laughs>
5: autopilot back then, so you I know mean, you let your plane tip just a little bit too much and, and you're you know, dead. You, so. if you
4: do method, it enhances all your senses: your eyesight, your hearsight, mm-hmm. your, your hearing, your your hearing. Sight. Yeah, your hearing. <laughs> well, so all everything is enhanced. Even your even your, all the colors are you can see better. It's just, it's a perfect it's, drug for that, as long as you don't abuse it.
1: As long but as. But everyone always
0: does. As long yeah. as you That's don't abuse secret. it. That's a secret. Yeah. We, oh, my God. we got to take a break. We, be right back with the family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilsky. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit
2: your customers? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and first-hand knowledge for what's happening in your life, where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive
0: action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Perfect? (laughs) (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. love Aretha. Yes. Best yeah,
4: voice she ever. The one of a kind.
0: Amen. Probably the greatest singer ever born. Probably. Doubt it. I mean, yep. at least pop singer. Yes. No doubt. I want to read you a headline, and you tell me what this story is about. Okay? In abrupt tweet, Trump writes of shooting down Iranian boats. What happened? Uh, well, I'm guessing I... someone else shot down the Iranian boats,
4: and he commented on it? No, I know some Iranian boats were... were cruising around one of our Mm -hmm. aircraft carriers and got too close Mm -hmm. supposed to be a couple hundred yards away and they got in too close but that's all I know so what do you
0: think happened? Did we shoot down those
4: Iranian boats? No, said, we haven't shot down anything.
5: I think the captain said, hey, Trump, you want to go out for dinner? And Trump shot him down.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's probably it. Uh, no, they did not shoot down anybody. He just said, you have every right to shoot them down. Uh, so that headline is completely misleading. What a shock. They all are. Every yes. headline misleading. Why do they yeah. do you know, that?
4: Because they want people shocking and awe and sensationalize every story. When you read a story, nothing happens. It's every story. That's true. The, the, in this state, Minnesota is one of the worst states for it. It's
1: terrible.
4: Every headline I read on Star Tribune or any of those, you, you think it happened, and you read it, and it's the opposite. Nothing happened.
0: And nothing happened. <laughs> like this story, nothing See, they're happened. They're nothing stories.
1: Yeah. They're
4: nothing stories that they have to make a story
1: out of. Uh,
0: and by the way, well, it's because books. nobody
1: reads anything except for the headline in the first four no. lines. No they don't, one the, does. The real stories, wait, like at the Bottom. And there,
4: nobody uh, even goes there. half them. There isn't even a story.
5: If you go it on t- even Twitter or Reddit or whatever, all of those places, it's just the headline. They read the headline, and they go to the comments, reacting. and yeah. then they make outrage comments. It should yeah. be illegal. It really should. Well, I
0: agree. It should be. Well, here's an example. So that headline is in bold, dark, uh, it's in black type.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very bold. In an abrupt tweet, Trump writes of shooting down Iranian boats. The next line is in a light gray, small type, (laughs) not capitalized. Of course. And it says, but a tweet won't change the rules of engagement. Mm. Why do you have to lie to get people to read your story?
1: Because it's lazy. They're lazy people. Well,
0: I think they also sensationalize. They're trying to make it look, because most people, as Nick just said, are only going to look at that headline and go, oh, God, we shot down a bunch of Iranian boats, huh?
4: There's that's an, what they're going to think. Listen, there's a hidden agenda to everything No, No
1: Everything. It. Everything.
4: Mm-hmm. Hidden agenda.
1: Everything is marketing. On both sides. Absolutely, everything both both is sides. marketing. Both
4: sides. No, you're right. It is both, both sides. Mm-hmm. It's all about, you know, agenda. Yeah, yeah it's true. No, that's
1: why uh, Nancy Pelosi wanted to include 16-year-olds and up. In her in the next stimulus package because she wants to capture them yep. as voters for the rest of their lives. And she she wants to lower capture. the
4: voting at really age to 16. She yeah, knows. because she this wants to ridiculous. them ridiculous. And, and they're, they're, they're they're easy to they're, brainwash. And,
1: and they're completely transparent about it. They want to capture the voters, yep. and the way to capture voters to pay them.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, in all honesty, nobody all under is, uh, nobody <laughs> under 28 should be allowed to vote. Because your, your brain's not fully
1: formed full until you're you 20.
4: Can't, you, can't, you can't rent a car until you're 25. Exactly. Yeah. Anywhere. I, I know, anywhere.
1: but if, you're, if, if, if you can be called up for service, I think you should be able to. That vote. is
4: the, that is the problem. But you right can't there. anymore.
5: <laughs> I mean, you can volunteer, well, we but ended, you can't be drafted. If we ended up,
1: if we ended up with a draft, you, yes, 18-year-olds can be drafted. Well, they want are, younger people because, once again, you can get them to do things. Well, There's a reason you have to able-bodied. be a certain
4: age to rent a car. There's a reason you have to be a certain age to become a president in the United States reason for that?
1: Yes, absolutely, I agree. But, it, like I said, it's pretty hard to say you can't vote. Is, if there, you can go to war. is there an
4: age limit on being a governor, senator? Yeah. Dan, I don't know. Senators, there
5: there is? it's pretty high. Yeah. Oh.
0: What? Thirty-five? Probably.
4: Uh, let's see. It's
0: not
5: that high, I don't think. It's is thirty-five, right? Senator is yeah, thirty. thirty. 30 house 35. of Representatives is twenty-five. See, that's too young. That's,
0: that's way too, too young. young. Yeah. Well,
5: that's big. That's why the House you is no, so horrible. Got no skin in the game. In 35 states, the minimum age for a governor is 30. Uh, Oklahoma is the only one older, which is 31 for some
0: reason. 31. We need that extra (laughs)
4: year. They had somebody they didn't like that was 30.
1: (laughs) They changed it real fast. No, we're going to change that
4: law.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's
5: only five states where you can be an 18-year-old governor.
1: 18 yeah. what
5: states are those oh
4: God I'm trying to find New out New Hampshire
0: they got a, didn't they have a guinea pig or something <laughs> a mayor because that would be uh,
5: pretty <laughs> horrible
4: no but Alaska did have a mayor that was a cat
0: a cat
5: yeah
4: I, exactly. I met the cats me and Nancy met the cat we well, met the cat <laughs> Yeah, he's dead now. Oh. Um I'm trying he, to remember
0: his name. Would he kill
4: himself? Nancy okay. would instantly know his name and he was really nice. <laughs> he was. We were sitting on a porch, Good policy maker. we were sitting on the porch of the country store at like dawn and here he came. He jumped up on Nancy's lap she That's started the petting, mayor? and he was the mayor. <laughs> There there he's go. famous. You can Google him. Uh,
5: Let's see. Ohio, Rhode Island, Wisconsin, California, and Washington are all 18 f- across the board. I was new. Washington
1: would be one of them. Not even old enough to drink.
5: I know. No, you're not <laughs> even old you enough can to drink. Be the... The weird, Mississippi, you can be a 20-year-old governor, but to be the secretary of state, you have to be 25. Or the treasurer.
0: Really?
4: Just very So in other strange. words,
1: somebody wanted their kid to be yeah. the next politician. Stubbs.
4: That's his name. Stubbs the cat? Stubbs. Yeah, He was the mayor.
1: That's a famous artist. Hmm.
0: Stubbs. I would trust, I'm literally sitting in my own head right now thinking about me being a governor at 25. I know. Can you imagine that problem that would have been happening in oh the state of Minnesota God. if I were governor?
4: This, this oh. cat was actually legally the mayor. Legally. Yeah, well, he was actually the mayor, the yep. mayor man, from that. July 1997 till 2017. Maybe that's what we need to he do was is the running mayor. have
1: a cat for president until they can come up with some good candidates.
5: Well, to be fair, Talkeetna, Alaska, has a population of 875. But it, so. it's but it,
4: you know what, though? It's a big tourist town. We went there. It was one of the most crowded towns that we went to. Yeah. Was, they, had, they have a lot of festivals there. And it's a real hippie town.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I think would be great? What? If a cat is mayor, then a reporter comes in and the cat meows. The reporter calls the cat a racist <laughs> because he's speaking
4: Vietnamese.
1: <laughs> I think it'd be phenomenal.
0: Are you are you making fun of the Vietnamese uh, language? But it was uh, cool.
4: That we actually met. We nobody was around, and we actually met Stubbs. Came you out met Stubbs the cat. When we first got there, we asked where he was, and during the day, and the. The people said that he had gotten t- attacked by a dog, and Aww. he's been hiding, Aww. that nobody has seen him in a couple Aww. days. Cowardly mayor. And then there we were, and he came out.
5: <gasps> yeah, 30, 40 tourists a day wanted to meet Stubbs, apparently. Oh,
4: he's it's, it's very popular cat.
1: Stubbs probably killed himself. He couldn't take it. Anymore. No, I think he, he lived, he <laughs> lived, yeah, he lived a very long life. He was 20. Yeah. Whoa. 20. That's old yeah. for a cat. Yeah. Yeah.
4: He was pretty old, so hey. And he was pretty rough looking when we met him. So they he do that stuff. They do that
1: stuff for tourism. Yes, clearly. but he was legally he
4: was legally the mayor. I though. know,
1: but they do that stuff for tourism. Yeah,
5: I mean, here we go. 2013 is when he was attacked by a dog.
4: Yeah, it's when punctured
5: lung, fractured sternum, oh, and a deep cut on his man. side. Bad yeah. puppy. And,
4: and he hid, disappeared oh, for well, I'm days. I'm sure
5: he did. He was. Yeah, he probably he had major surgery. He came
4: out for us. No, seriously, uh-huh. it was the first time that anybody seen him.
1: He wanted you to pay for his bills.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you up front, Andy. You were talking about misleading headlines. God. Apparently, Stubbs fell into a deep fryer once. What? But it was off.
0: Well, for God's sake, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you have it. <laughs> Fell in a deep fryer. Of course, it was awful. Awesome. Yeah, when
5: you <laughs> hear Cat Falls in a deep fryer, you're thinking something yeah, very, very, very bad. different. Oh, the
4: media's horrible.
0: Yep, they're horrible. All right, Andy, I want you to tell the whole world that's listening what geniuses your mom and dad are. Just say, well, If only he
1: believed it. What
0: geniuses that you are. <laughs> you know why we're geniuses? No. Because we booked an entire family vacation in March of 2021 to Disney yeah. World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not going to open until <coughs> 2021.
1: Really? Oh,
0: God. That's going to be so horrible. Oh, you know how much less we paid for that than we would in next year? I I, oh.
4: I just bought tickets to Italy for September. Yeah? I leave on the 4th. I'm supposed to go see my
1: dad in middle of May, and they keep on changing canceling flights and now they've mm-hmm. got a.
4: my flight ain't going to get canceled no I fly into Milan take the train to Pedro uh, Milan's nice uh, Pedro's nice Milan's beach. where the hot spot yeah. Yeah. I talked to my friends last night I talked to my friends last night and they said Milan's very bad yes. very bad a lot. and the people we know somebody I know somebody who has died there I got his picture last night they sent me his picture passed do away. A deep fryer, which was off perfect, yeah, which was perfect off. health he was 60, 62
1: he was in perfect health
4: yep yeah. Yep, no underlying condition. Well, then what did he die of? He died of corona. Oh. Yeah. Who did? A friend of mine in Italy.
0: Oh, is that
1: right?
4: Yep.
0: I still have only known one person that's had it, and he was on in ICU, but he's, go- he's fine now. He's <laughs> a guy from Boston, <laughs> L.A.
4: From Boston.
0: Yep, he is from Boston, Massachusetts. Terry. I just call him Terry. <laughs> How the old, is
1: he? How
0: old Mas- is he? He's my age. So old. Yeah, who is that?
4: That's my friend who died.
0: Oh, that's too bad.
4: Yeah, of corona. Hmm.
0: Die of coronavirus. Massimo. Yeah. Nobody named Massimo should die. There's
4: a lot of Massimos in Italy. No, yes, there are. Like a yes. lot of them. A lot.
0: Yeah. Uh, analyst predicts Disney parks won't reopen until 2021. So is that going to be like a New Year's Day deal?
4: But they're but they are paying their employees. Yes, they are. Which are they? is unbelievable. I yes, they are. I
1: thought that they just they're had going to lay stop some people off. Early. I don't know if they can. How you, can they? When
4: anything happens like this, just like when the housing crisis happened, the worst places to get hit the worst are Las Vegas. They get yeah. crushed. I mean, just crushed. crushed. They're Absolutely. just done. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like suicides and drug overdoses. It's going to be so bad there. Here it is. People there are already, at the, they live week to week. Yeah. That city goes down the toilet fast. And then next happens is Florida. They're, they're, those two places get hit Any the place hardest. Any place where
1: you have tourism. Yeah, yeah they
4: get yeah, hit the hardest. Right.
1: Yep, tourism. Tourists In, are yep. filthy. And New York. <laughs>
5: <It's true. laughs> Tourists
1: New are New York, filthy.
4: too. New York has a lot of tourism.
5: Oh, well, God, I ever. think
4: New York, I hit. It's very crowded people yeah, are on top of each current. other yes. and a lot of people live in the same dwellings yep. Yep. so that's when you live with multiple people even even younger people live with five people yeah so that's what yep. happens you know and a lot of old new yorkers they live with their grand their their parents live with them and their kids expensive. live with them they, yeah, they can't afford to do it any other way yeah. so that's gonna be widespread there
1: Maybe we'll have an exodus out of the cities. Everybody's going into the cities. I think it's
4: going to be a case. I think cities are in trouble. I think cities are in huge trouble. I think they were in trouble before. Well,
1: if the governors and the mayors won't do anything about crime, yeah, it's just a matter of time. And now
4: now you have these companies, even these medium-sized companies, that see they can run their business remotely without Mm -hmm. owning an office, uh, big office space that costs them $70,000 a month rent yes and they might get rid of them so you might i think the commercial real estate business is going to get in trouble
0: you know what i think I do. i'm very serious about this radio stations for the rest of time starting sometime either this year or next year will no longer have an office they might have a small office with engineering and another little small office next to it. For, mm-hmm. that, but sales department doesn't need an office anymore. Nope. No, answers don't need it. The announcers don't need an office anymore.
5: You don't really need to be mm-hmm. in the same building as the transmitter anymore. Not at well,
1: all. It also, but it depends because I mean, if you've got young kids at home and you don't have a proper office space, it's pretty hard to get anything accomplished well, if you have a family. Yeah, yeah no, I understand. It really that. is. I but
0: mean, that expense is something they're not gonna, they're not gonna pay anymore. I just don't see yeah, I, it Yeah,
4: I agree. Like Nancy's paper, they're all working from home nationwide. They're In a lot of cities across America, and their their paper still comes out every week. So, it's
1: well, it could get to the point where they just have like you know a conference room and meetings, and everybody just comes in and yeah, it could get. They do that
4: daily on some app, you know, on their computer. Right, they're all sitting in the same room.
1: But it is certainly easier to go to an office and work. Yeah. On, you know, good computers rather so, than rather than worrying about some toddler oh, sure. throwing, you know, apple juice. But I think so. I think
4: some companies are going to say, "Wow, we can save a lot of money. And I think yeah. they might get rid of their office space.
0: I think there's no question. Radio is going to have to do it. Radio is way too expensive to house and they don't need to do it
1: any longer.
4: And what about like newspapers and rag magazines? Oh, They're God. magazines oh. in general, oh, the
1: real estate that newspapers used to own. My God. God yeah. Huge buildings, maybe the Star
4: Tribune building downtown. Yeah, oh, it's massive. gigantic. <laughs> well, there's
1: still that Star Tribune right over by the old podcast studio. Yep. That thing's
4: huge. Yeah, that's where they print. Huge. They print for a lot of people, though. <clears> yeah, they do. that's where they make their money. Yeah, printing.
1: Yeah, but look at that acreage, and they live. They have across the street too.
4: I'm surprised that's still down. I'm Surprised, Hirschfield Paints factory's still down. Yeah, it's still down there. Yep. that's a lot of real estate.
1: Yeah, but they do a lot of
4: manufacturing. Requires a lot huge. of space.
1: Paint's expensive and paint's
5: necessary. Yeah,
4: they did move out of downtown, though.
5: Yeah, um, you would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah what, Go manufacture right? that. What's there like, to
4: steal? Yeah, when <laughs> I first moved here, you had Duffy Paper Factory was still downtown. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Like yeah. there was a big, there was, there was a couple of factories still running, and I, I've only been here ten years, so they all left in the last ten. Well,
5: it's because it's all the taxes why manufacture here and the price of real estate too. and the price of real estate yeah, yeah it is the
0: price of real estate as well but yeah
5: i mean if they sold the factory down here assuming anyone would actually buy it they could buy like a five times the size factory for the same money just an hour north of the city absolutely
0: right so
5: why wouldn't they
0: It is all true, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. The world's going to change a lot because of COVID-19. Oh, it absolutely is. It is. Whether
4: you like it or not, it's going to change.
1: Well, I certainly hope if we do have another big wave, it's going to crush us all in the Mm -hmm. fall, that they're going to be better prepared and stockpile their PPE. I think everyone's
4: just going to have to get it and get herd immunity because... Well,
1: there's a new home test that you can get. It's like $119. Mm -hmm. And you can see if you if you have the antibody. So
4: if you do, then you're just... I think yeah. I might have already had it. Because I was in Italy late, right before this happened. I was in right. Germany anyway right. on the show. I was there. Yeah. And I was sick right after that. So maybe I already had it.
0: We got to take a break. Come back with Kostaki Economopolis up next <laughs> with <laughs> the family. <laughs> See, I, I like it there. Man <laughs> say, Tommy and the Pretzel singing a duet. What do you think, Kostaki? song you could find? <laughs> I was you, fools rush in whenever Kostaki Economopolis is on the show. <laughs> oh, yes. I see. I see where go. <laughs> What's happening, man? how are you guys you hanging in there yeah yes, we're good we everything we're, is good man.
4: i'm getting real. i'm happy to hear that i'm really tired of this whole thing I, oh, truth yes. be known it's not affecting my life in any way oh. zero <laughs> it's not my, my 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 daily routine is exactly the same well, nothing's changed it's me too l.a
1: nick's world and we all don't live see in anything we else live <laughs> it nothing's different ours. nothing <laughs> has changed
0: zero i'm enjoying the lack of traffic
1: yeah, I'm. I have too. to say that that is nice. Yeah.
0: There was more traffic this morning. It's at quarter to six. I will tell you there was more traffic. There's more today. people
1: in the
4: parking lot at the. People here. are
0: getting skeptical about
1: it. I think just people are starting to sneak are. into
4: work. Yeah, yeah. Every, everywhere I go by is packed and everything's open. Even even the, uh, Michael's craft stores. Oh, I thought they open. were supposed to be Michaels shut. Michaels is open. No, I, would buy it I went by. I went to I went to a, a Target,
1: school. and I mean, there was nobody in there. I mean, there was no. no uh, there was Target. maybe five people. Target,
4: your mouse is mobbed every day. Yeah, mine. Mob. Ours is too. Mobbed. Huh. Really? Target, Where? Home Depot, Menards. Yeah. Mob, oh God, mob, Home mobbed. Depot is like mobbed.
5: <laughs> You would think that everyone in the state is building their own house now. They are. <laughs> they might. Be. Well, I guess Melissa and I are. So hey.
1: Well, everybody's organizing and remodeling. Them. That's true. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Yep.
4: They're home. They're what cattle, they should be that. doing is road right. construction.
1: Yeah. Well, everybody's not out there. <laughs> How about them potholes?
0: <laughs> so, Catherine and Andy, do you, th- did you ever think that our family would get together and, you know, Alex wouldn't be here, but it'd be the three of us in the family and then an Italian and a Greek? What the hell?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we're very diverse.
0: <laughs> we're just a, This is a diverse show right here. <laughs> what do Ar- you think? No, the Italians,
4: Greeks, and Jews, we're all, we're all got something similar going. We're all yeah. kind of in our own little yeah. pocket.
2: An aunt giving you a hard time? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. a lot of
4: Italians, a lot of older Italian women, they become what we call Jewish princesses. They they act, they pretend they're Jewish. <laughs> That's I had, true. I had an aunt that was like that. She pretended she was Jew. So it's common. It's common in New York and Philadelphia. If you're, some old Italian women pretend they're Jewish. For is what it, gain? Who knows? Oh. Who knows? No idea. Maybe they want to meet a rich Jewish man. Ah. It's okay. possible.
0: One of my favorite stories is that Andy Kindler tells a story about his mother. When he moved from New York to California to get in the, in the show business, his mother calls him on the phone and goes, Andy, you live in California now. How are the fajitas?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Do, do, oh, do Greek <laughs> women do some Greek women do that too
2: that i for me it's my answer have always been great. it's more of the stereotype, but I did get all of that like you know ridiculous worry about, are you eating enough? Did yeah. you take a sweater? Yep. A sweater. <laughs> Did you take a Everyone
4: you know. should always take a sweater.
1: <laughs> I got yeah. all
0: of
4: that stuff constantly. Yeah,
0: me too. The greatest. As
5: long as you two uh, do, do, do don't start arguing about who was real, Jupiter or Zeus, <laughs> then we're good.
0: Yes, that's very, very good. Who was real? <laughs> so are thieves. <laughs> what a story about Gronk coming back to the NFL! Yeah. It's
1: crazy, right? Man, that what NFL be... are we going to have oh an NFL? <laughs> yeah, yeah right.
5: that's not true. this year. She's Probably, right. Uh, so there's no season at all this year. No.
2: Well, I don't think we we it haven't will be. Decided yet? It doesn't look good, in my opinion. Wow,
0: well, no.
2: They keep thinking it's going to be fine, or at least that's their public face. Gronk leaves a pretend sport to return to a sport that's pretending <laughs> they're going to be a <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unretirement makes me think of farm. I wonder if Gronk will send a few dick pics just to honor the man who went before him.
1: Oh! <laughs> love it. Most likely. <laughs> Wiener. <up. laughs>
2: <laughs> Catherine and I went back and forth on Twitter about this. Tom <laughs> Brady was working out in a closed park, and he was asked to leave. This guy even cheats the park system. Uh, <laughs> well, it was interesting because the initial report was that he was cited with a C, and then the the city came out the next day and said he was cited with an F. Yeah, yeah a little bit oh. different. Oh, oh, another, oh, right? another, yeah, another
4: fake headline. Another fake
2: headline. Yeah. That
4: was that's the headline. A pretty, Tom Brady said. That's a pretty it. significant
2: difference. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, it kind of is. Dude, you got to scram versus writing you a ticket. Yeah. That's pretty, you know.
4: And if you're the only single person in the middle of a huge field, why do they care? Yeah. Why do they care? Yeah. <laughs> why do they care? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. Just like they took some guy out in California who was the only person in the whole ocean he was surfing, and they went and got him. I know. And handcuffed him. Why? And Why do they care? Him. Why do they care? He's the only guy out there. I don't know. Yeah, this should
2: at least be in the uh, the the don't-bother-the-kids-with-the-weed level of... Right. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) At least have a rule that you try to keep most people off the beach and not the crowd at the park. But when you're running around chasing people, uh, that doesn't make any sense.
5: Speaking of which, on both levels, there was a huge uh, drug bust uh, two days ago in New York City, of course, you know they're being hit with COVID really bad, and it was 420, and you know everyone got together, and apparently the cops had a pretty good day that day. Uh, it's crazy. Everyone was violating the per- the uh, quarantine to go oh get together God, and get oh high. Oh God!
2: Right, right, yeah, I, yeah. See, this, I mean, you, I think there should be like public, there should be strong public statements, encouragement. Rules, but running around and arresting people seems insane
4: right now. I wonder what Um, all the prostitutes are doing, like in New York City and all that. Is that where your
1: head goes? (laughs) No, right where your uh, mind goes. No, do you really wonder about that? (laughs) Four
4: hookers. Can they collect unemployment? I doubt it. No. In no, New York, un- so. in New
1: York, for sure they can. Well, yeah, New
0: York, uh, uh, I can't see them paying a lot of income tax. I'm sorry. Uh,
1: I'm sure they know somebody that they could probably blackmail. Probably They're getting not something. paying
2: into the uh, unemployment system. Right? <laughs> no.
1: Probably
5: By cannot.
2: the way, this quarantine has made me more Greek. I too am in debt <laughs> need a bailout from a German that I'll never pay back. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Thank you. <laughs> So, life's weird. The only NFL draft that starts tomorrow. Uh, Wait, what day is it? It's It's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, The only NFL draft, we're all home alone, and the number one pick looks like Macaulay Culkin. How weird is that? (laughs) I know. Have you seen this, kid? Yes. Yes.
1: No, I haven't.
2: It's an adult Macaulay Culkin. Not traditionally a compliment. Um, Yeah. And if he goes to Cincy, half of his games will be home alone. Am I right? Thank you. No. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. These next two jokes could use a rib shot. All right, here we go. Burrow is a Joe Exotic wet dream. He's young, he's hot, and he's about to become an a Bengal. Hey. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I bet Joe Exotic <laughs> loves the Bengals. They're tigers, and they suck.
0: <laughs> you see? Ooh, Is that a little, a little orientation joke. <laughs>
2: yeah, a little, yeah, a little. Uh, the impressive thing about Joe Burrow he's bilingual, he speaks English and whatever language the LSU coach speaks (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's
2: (laughs) true Uh, there was some news this week that Burrow uh, called Peyton Manning and picked his brain about being the number one overall pick which I think is cool, that's a great thing to do but also call Ryan Leaf and listen to those lessons
0: oh (laughs) isn't that the truth oh god what a disaster (laughs)
2: And Ryan Leaf, to his credit, has been really weirdly generous and open about yeah. his, like, boneheaded mistakes. And he's he's been public speaking about it. And, I mean, a the, the couple of things I've seen from him in the last couple of years have been really impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy, talk about rock bottom. He was eventually arrested for running around and busting into people's private homes and stealing oh. their drugs out of their cabinets. so I mean, what a disaster that story was. But he's, you know, he's trying to make good on it, so good for him. Uh, Tua, that's one of the other big buzzworthy things in the Ooh, draft, right? The quarterback out of Alabama. His first year of varsity in high school, he threw 33 touchdowns and three interceptions. And he credited his father's discipline, saying he, his dad used a belt after interceptions. <laughs> you, know, you know the old expression, spare the rod, expect to pick six? That's that bit, right? <laughs> Thank That's you. a crazy setup in your family dynamic, right? Yeah. Like you're not trying to throw an interception. That's not plan A. Yeah. Uh, Chase Young, one of the other pro- high-profile players. He's a defensive end from Ohio State. What a great name for a guy going after the quarterback, Chase. Right? It's perfect. Yes. Um, Chase Young, also Charlie Sheen's hobby. Huh? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> ah, see, Chase,
0: middle name the.
2: Uh, Roger Goodell is going to be announcing the picks from his home oh, during the God. draft. It's a shame. Those
4: 20 or so hugs
2: that's like 95% of his annual hugs. He's not going to get those.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Last week, the Browns released their new uniforms. Wait, the uniforms got released, but the players have to stay? That doesn't seem fair. I like it. The, the Browns are ahead of their time. They've been social distancing from the playoffs since 2002.
1: <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> they have. You're not wrong.
2: Uh, it's been a long time. I looked it up for the joke. I can't believe it's been 18 years. Jeez. Not one playoff. All you do is win 10 games once,
1: right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a tough run. doesn't seem hard.
2: We could call them non essential workers at this point. <laughs> uh, uh, the new Falcons uniforms, I think, are appropriate. They look good at first, and then they disappoint you.
0: <laughs> oh, you're never gonna get over it, are you? No,
2: I'm
4: never. That gonna. should be a Minnesota joke. Yes. It yes. could be. Yes. Yeah, it could be a joke <laughs>
0: for ten <laughs>
2: teams. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Broadly disappointing. No, for
4: every Minnesota team.
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: Definitely Twins. Well, not since 91. <laughs> Every Minnesota yeah, it's
1: team. it's been a long time. It's not even 30 years. Every year, it, that's, you know. every Minnesota says this is the year. Yeah, no, we've it, been uh, giving them a pass for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's time to stop doing that.
4: I actually, I, here's,
2: a, here's a segue to a plug. I've been doing a thing on my uh, Facebook fan page called Fantasy Throwback, where I pick a game from the past, and we do a little fantasy draft, and then we watch the highlights of the game. And we just did the Viking Saints game, the last Favre game. It's a great game, but it ends in the most heartbreaking fashion for Vikings. Always,
1: yeah, always does. Every time.
2: <laughs> You're totally right. That's Wednesday nights tonight uh, on my Facebook uh, fan page. Come join us. I picked a, a great game for tonight.
4: So. What, what's the name of that page?
2: Uh, it's just Kostaki Economopolis, but there's it, it's not the personal
4: <laughs> one. It's the one. Good luck, anyone spelling that up. out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you if you get close, Facebook will get you the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, I also, if you don't mind me doing another plug, I'm excited to announce I booked a gig. What? Uh, There's a place, there's a thing called Nowhere Comedy Club. It's the world's first virtual comedy club. Okay. And on uh, on NowhereComedyClub.com, May 7th, Thursday night, I'm doing a live headline set uh, in your living rooms, in my living room. (laughs) Uh, It's pretty cool. I... I did a similar show like this, a short version, once. It's basically a giant Zoom call. Uh, yeah. And it works pretty well. Like, it doesn't sound like it would work, but it. And then I watched a headline set of uh, Josh Wolf last week to kind of get a feel for what mm-hmm. it was like before I said yes. It's great. It's actually, it really works. They actually, they even have a virtual bouncer who will go through and mute people who have too much ambient noise on yeah. their screen. <laughs> really? like, Mm-hmm. You're also playing music, or a kids screaming, or something, mm-hmm. or you're drunk and yelling at the screen. Whatever, they can go through and like mute you temporarily. I'm definitely uh, going to
1: zoom in and, and cause a
4: disturbance on your show definitely.
2: for sure. Definitely. I'm still trying
4: to. Fu- I'm, I'm still trying to find your Facebook page.
1: Oh, really? <laughs>
4: it's not coming up. pops
1: up. C O S,
4: not yeah, that's right. So
0: T-A-K-I. C-O-S. T-A-K-I.
4: T-A-K-I.
0: E-C-O-N-O. And the rest of it You come me. I got it.
4: Mopolis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there you go.
2: Yeah, so come join
0: us. You got it? What do they do? Do they go out and get a bunch of comedians that usually don't get much of a reaction anyway? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I just...
4: <laughs> I just liked your page from my my same page. Yeah, how are you going to know? How are you going
1: oh, okay, cool. to know if you're killing it or bombing? So, so you, you know, can you like you,
4: you can follow Both my people, page we, back.
2: You can decide, you, let's say there's on the show that I watched, uh, it was Josh Wolf had about 150 people and I Here would say about half of them had their uh, had their screen muted, so they were just kind of watching in the dark and enjoying. Right. And then the other half have their sound on, so oh. you can hear them laughing.
1: Oh, okay.
5: Yeah, yeah I was wondering and about actually, the audience feedback thing.
1: Yeah, you
2: can you can do it either way. The show that I did a couple of weeks ago was a Steve Hofstetter show, um, and I did about a seven minute set on their show. And it worked, because there were three or four panelists who were all live, and, and you could hear their feedback. And then there were a couple of other uh, comics who were waiting to go on, and they were also in and live. So you could get plenty of enough feedback to kind of know where the beats are and the timing. And I have actually really enjoyed it. I was surprised how well it worked.
1: The, hey, maybe that's going to be the next big thing. Yeah, Well, at
2: least for this year.
1: Yeah, because uh, yeah, people wouldn't have to fly you all over, put you up in hotels.
2: It's actually cool because sometimes you know people are in a hospital room, or they you know they they don't go out, or they live in a place where comics don't come. It's a tiny little town, mm-hmm. or whatever. It does it does kind of put us all on an even playing scale. It's it's a pretty cool yeah. pretty cool concept. So. Uh, check it out! It's a great way to support comics. You can't travel at least for the next foreseeable future. <laughs> well, exactly? I, I updated my website. You can go and look, and it just says home,
0: home, home, home. <laughs> That's it. We'll be at home. We'll be at home. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, so you're going to be. So able- enjoy the
2: draft, everybody. It's the last sporting event in the history of humanity. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. True. And the
0: date for you on uh, on the Nowhere Club.
2: Oh, it's uh, Thursday, May 7th, coming up here in about uh, two and a half weeks or so.
0: Thursday, mate. Two and a half weeks. It's Wednesday. It's not yeah, a half not a week right. till Thursday. <laughs> three, three weeks. Let's call it three weeks. Thank you. Thank you very <laughs>
1: much. Losing track
4: of time being home.
0: All right, Pally. Yeah, we'll no talk, we'll talk to you next week. You guys are great. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Kostaki. Kostaki Kanamopoulos, yep. ladies and gentlemen.
4: You know, I got to correct you on something. What? From the morning show this morning. What's that? You guys were talking about cougars, and somebody said that was women over fifty. It's not. It's cougars are for forty to fifty. Anyway, over fifty are, are panthers. Oh, I didn't know that. Gray panthers. They uh, did not They're know that. Gray panthers.
0: Gray panthers.
4: So 40 to 50 is a cougar. Well, right. thank God you cleared that oh, okay, up. Okay. No, you know. I know. Well, they were like, it's women over 50. I'm like, no, it's not. Cougars are started at 40. Oh, okay. And now, actually, a little bit younger, like 37, 38 is considered How sexist is that? Let's just say what society deems that. They, yeah. guys, do guys, no, guys, what, what do guys get called if they're over 40? Great fox. Old men.
5: <laughs> well, or, yeah, just old. There you go. Old. At
4: least women get called something nice. <laughs> men are just old. Old, dirty, old, sticky day that has smelly sheets. (laughs) (laughs) That's gonna do it. See you tomorrow with the family.